chapter 5 verse 1 to 14. There is this story there that has been so profound because of the level of mystery city that surrounds it. In the book of John, who happened to be so dear, it says, and after this, there was a feast of the Jew, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay great multitude of impotent folks of blind or to wither the waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then after the water troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Would thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but whilst I am coming, another step down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath day. The Jews therefore said unto him that was killed, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thee thy bed. And he answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed, wist not who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being with him, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou had made, thou had made whole, sin no more, lest a western come unto thee. Amen. Look at the face of your neighbor with some level of intensity and gravity. And said, neighbor, no more delay. Part two. Tell your neighbor, no more delay. Say to your neighbor, no more delay. I don't know whether you've understood what I just said. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, no more delay. Say, no more, no more, no more, no more. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have not listened to the part one, you have to listen to the part one. And because of time, I'm just going to zoom straight. And I just want to share something with you. Amen. Last two weeks, I shared about the causes 
of delay. And this text amplifies some of the causes of delay. And everybody who was gathered around the pool of Bethesda are all experiencing delay in their life. I told you one of the main causes that was amplified there was blindness. If your sight is impaired, it means you are limited in terms of the speed you will go. And I pray that today your eyes will be open. Come on, come on, tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, your eyes will be open. I told you that in Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 to 17, the Lord wanted to do something in the life of Abraham. He said the extensity of what I'm going to do in your life is subjected on how far you can see. He said, Abraham, lift up your eyes to the north, south, east, and west. He said, as far as your eyes can see, I will behold it unto thee. How can God limit one potentiality, one ableness, subjecting it to his ability to see? If you can see it, you can walk into it. Most often, if we can't see what God is doing, we cannot actualize it in our lives, precious one. When God begins to reveal something to you, it is an indication that he's getting ready to manifest it in your life. If you can see it in the spirit, it means that it is yours. He said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of any man the things that God is getting ready to do. But this thing that he's getting ready to do has been revealed to us by his spirit. That is why when you begin to jet things by their physical appearance or what we call physical pocketude, it will limit your ability to perceive rightly. In the olden time, when God wants to limit the potentiality of an individual, he said they have eyes, they will see, but they will not perceive. Precious one, when God opened your eyes, and reveal something to you it doesn't matter how bad your situation may be it doesn't matter what people are saying about you it doesn't matter who is against you it doesn't matter who picked against you it doesn't matter whatever battle you are going through if the Lord open your eyes to see it it means that all things will work together for your good tell your neighbor God will open your eyes I just want to deal with it. The Bible said even to the point when he promised the children of Israel. He said that I have already spoken to you. But one of the things that will cause you to actualize what I've given to you. Is I want you to go to the land and I want you to see. In Numbers chapter 13 verse 33. The Bible said and there we saw the giant. And the son of Enoch which comes of the giant. And we were in our own side as grasshoppers and so we were in their eyes. What does it mean? You determine how people see you. Uh, let, me, let me repeat it. Let me reverse it. God causes you to see how you are not based on your circumstances and when you begin to see yourself in a particular way, it becomes the channel by which People begin to see you in that same dimension. When they went to spy the land, the Bible said, they saw themselves as grasshoppers. And so did the people see them because you cannot 
go beyond what you can see. And how people see you is determined by what you see. I don't know what you see about yourself. It will not be able, God will not be able to actualize what he has promised you until you begin to see it. Tell your neighbor, begin to see it. Uh, begin to see it. Uh, let me just let me just run through quickly. Uh, because of time, I'll just have to navigate through it quickly. I, I believe today God is about to move you into a dimension of possibilities. Your sight is about to be amplified. Precious one, don't limit God. If God can reveal something to you, it means he's getting ready to cause it to come to pass. The second thing that I spoke about was that when your feet are not strong, the Bible said, he said, I will strengthen your feeble knee. It means you are lame. God will strengthen your feet to walk into what belongs to you in the name of Jesus. We'll talk about being paralyzed, number three. But I'm not going to talk about that. I want, I want to share with you ways of overcoming delays. Ways of overcoming war delays now if you have delays in your life and you don't recover it becomes denial look at me i said if you have delays in your life and you don't recover it becomes denial there are some of you that you have been denied you have been you have delayed in actualizing some things in your life that it has received permanency and therefore it is not coming to pass now the first thing i want to talk about that will catapult you from a place of delay to a place of overcoming is what i call knowing what god is saying about you praise the lord anytime you want to recover from delay if you begin to know what god is saying about you is the beginning of your breakthrough I don't think you heard what I said. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, it said, I want to know Christ. Yes, I want to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his suffering becoming like him in his death. When Paul began to pray this prayer, he said, I want to know what God is saying about me. It will surprise that the more you begin to know about Jesus, the more you get to know what he says about you. The more I get to know God, the more I begin to know myself. The discovery of oneself is not discovered when one discovers themselves. It's when, when one discovers God. So when you begin to see God, when we begin to know God, it is a beginning of you being exempted from the place of delay. And one of the things you must understand is that you have to be able to be addicted to studying the word of God. You have to be able to study the characteristics of God. You have to be able to know what who God is. When you begin to know who God is, you will begin to walk in places and begin to know that he that is for you is more than he doing them that are against you. You begin to understand that it does not matter who is fighting against you. If God be for you, nothing will be against you. It takes a high level of understanding to come to that point. 
That is why Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse number 15. It says, steady to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. The truth about God is the truth about me. Praise the Lord. You must begin to know what God is saying. I like it when in Numbers chapter 13 verse 30, the Bible said they went to spy the land. And when they spied the land, they saw people who were stronger, who were great in stature, who were stronger than them. The Bible said they called themselves grasshoppers before these people. And the Bible said that when they were arguing that they can't possess the land, the Bible said in the book of Numbers chapter 13 verse 30, then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Praise the Lord. When he said that he was not talking because he's got confident than the others, but because he knows what God is saying. If you know what God is saying about you, you walk bold chested and you begin to know that it is not by might it is not by power but because of what God is saying about you praise the Lord uh, when you live your existence on this earth, what the Bible said, by strength shall no man prevail. It said, it is not by might, it is not by power, it is by the Spirit, saith the Lord. When God speaks concerning your life, it doesn't matter where you locate yourself. Jesus was born in a manger. Had it not been the word of God about his life, he would have remained in a, in a, in a, in a, in a what do you call it, in a manger. But because God said he was bigger than the manger he came out of the manger and became the king of king and the lord of lord what is god saying about me this discovery is not going to come because you come to church this awareness of who you are based on what god is telling you is discovered because you make time to discover yourself praise god you have to discover who God is when it comes to your life. The Bible said we have been created in the image of God. So when I begin to know who God is and what God is, I discover myself and I walk in the potency of that discovery. Hallelujah. 1B, not just knowing about what God is saying about you, but understanding what God is saying about you. Tell your neighbor, understand what God is saying about you. In Acts chapter 8 verse 30 to 31, the Bible said, Then Philip ran up to the tarot and had the man reading Isaiah the prophet. He said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, Philip asked, how can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Understanding is very critical. I like it because of understanding, it will cause you to walk with superior understanding. Superior power. What people cannot discover, you will discover it because you understand it. In second, in First Chronicles chapter twelve, verse thirty-two, the Bible said that from Isaac, a man who understood the time and knew what Israel should do. There were two hundred chiefs. 
with all their relatives under their command. Because they had understanding, they were just few, but they commanded the many. You don't understand what God is saying about you. You know about it, but you don't understand it. Praise the Lord. It is one thing to know, it's another thing to understand. Like this lady playing the keyboard, we know this is a keyboard that produces melody. But because you know that, that doesn't give you the understanding that you can produce that sound. Do you understand? He said, when you read the Bible, do you understand it? When you know about what God is saying about you, do you understand it? Having the strength and the ableness of God to do what he wants us to do is when we come to the place of understanding. Praise the Lord. This understanding comes that which is beyond human capacity. There are limiting factors that will limit who you are if you don't take care. Praise the Lord. You must understand what God is saying about you. When the economy at the moment is at the peakest level of devastation, I see God moving people into a dimension beyond what the world economy is saying. Praise the Lord. I was talking to somebody in a meeting not too long, I think last week, when I was talking to him, this was a man in this kind of economy in the UK. He said, I am willing to give you 15,000. You said, when you finish with what you are doing, you can pay me when you feel like paying me back. 15,000 in this economy. Praise the Lord. Our dispensation, the economy of God precede the economy of this world. I promise you, few months ago, at the start of the year, God told me he's going to raise men and women who he's going to bless with resources in this ministry. You do understand this. Praise God. In Luke chapter 24, verse 30 to 35, there was a story there. The Bible said that when he was at the table with them, he took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. He said, then their eyes were what? Were open, and they recognized him, and, they disapp- and he disappeared from their sight. Let me pause here. Look, you can be around the table with Jesus. You can even have the bread with you. The bread, you can be around Jesus, number one. You can, the bread symbolizes the word of God. You can know about the word of God, but until you begin to break it, you will not recognize him. It takes, you can come to church, it means you are around the table. You will know about Jesus, you hear about Jesus, but until you break the bread, They never recognize him. It is not those who sit at the table alone recognize him. But those who allow the word to be broken in front of them are those who recognize him. Praise the Lord. So when you come to church, don't allow anybody to determine how you relate to God. Because you are the determinant of your success. The man at the pool of Bethesda taught me a lesson that if I don't fight for my change, nobody will fight for my change. 
I thought that man was broken. He was there for 38 years. Nobody pitied him to put him in that water. The Bible says something. Jesus said, you have been depending on people for quite too long. Get up and do something about it. I will talk about it in a minute. The Bible said in the verse number 32 of the chapter 24. It said, and they asked each other. It said, were not our hearts burning within us whilst he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? And they got to Jerusalem and returned at once. Uh, they, they returned at once. And they find the eleven and they told them, Precious one, you can come to church and still be broke. It's common. I'm telling you that you can come to church and still be what? Be broke. About five years ago, the Lord opened my eyes. I heard the man of God talking about giving. And I said to myself, I want to try this thing. I will try it. Ah, If God can bless man like the way he's talking about, I want to encounter it. It is it, a commitment that doesn't just happen. It happens because God has laid a word on your, before you and you have decided to hold on him. It got to a time I gave so much that I said to myself, I do what I do not because I want to do it, but because I feel in my spirit that that is the only way that will break me for. I came to understand beyond. The Bible said, there is he that keep it, but lack. But there is he that scattered and lack nothing. I said, this is a mystery. It's beyond human comprehension. The one who is keeping will lack. And the one who gives... Ah, God opened my eyes and he told me, he said the only thing that warrants a person to receive is not collecting, it's giving. I said from that day, my life will change. <laughs> you don't understand this. When you are broke, the only way you will receive is not holding it all, it's giving. I pray that your eyes will open. I said I pray your eyes will open because of time. The second point on how to recover. The first point is knowing him and understanding him. That is a one, one A, one B. The second one is this. The second point to come out of delay is stop giving excuses. The Bible said Jesus asked him, would thou not be made whole? He's already got excuse. He said, I have no man. Praise the Lord. If you have excuses, you will never come. All at the pool had a challenge. But those who received their miracle had to overcome that challenge, that obstacle. The Bible said in John chapter 5, verse 6 to 9, it said, you must understand. Jesus said, saw the man lying down, knowing his conditions. Most of us, God knows our condition and he's doing nothing about it because we keep on giving excuses on the things we ought to do. Praise God. The first thing you need is a word from God and not a man. The word from God will connect you to a man. The first thing that breaks one thought one from delay is not man, it is a word from God. And that word will connect you to a man. And that makes a man productive. But the man was not looking for a word from God. He was rather looking for a man first. 
If you begin to walk out of excuses, everybody have got an excuse. If you don't want to come to church and you allow your pocket to be open, an excuse will jump into it and you will pull it out and give it to somebody when you ought to be in church. There is excuse for everything you don't want to do. If I don't want to come to church this morning, I know what to tell you to believe in. And sometimes the excuses are humanly reasonable. But they are stupid before God. For the fact that something makes sense to you, that doesn't make it sensible before God. If you want to come out of delay, you must stop giving excuses. The man at the pool of Bethesda stayed there for 38 years giving excuses. But it will surprise you. Everybody at that pool was somebody who had something that could cause them not to jump in first. Today, you will give no excuses. I said today you will do no excuses. Guess what? He gave excuses so much when Jesus met him. He said, listen, you have been waiting for somebody to lift you up. I am not going to lift you up. I am the word. When you receive the word, you obey the word. Jesus said to him, rise up. (laughs) He said what? He said, rise up, take up thy bed and walk. And the Bible said the man obeyed. And immediately the man was made whole. The reason why the man was not made whole... Because he was waiting for somebody. But when he got to understand that he must take the matter into his son, the Bible said he rose up and stood. And when he stood, there was a miracle. I pray today, whatever is carrying you, and you are not rising up when you hear the word of God, today you will rise up. You don't understand me. I said today you will rise up. Whatever bed has made it, the bed symbolizes comfort. The man was comfortable. He had not received his miracle yet, but he's got a bed. Your bed is fighting against you. Move out of the comfort into the place of encounter. And when you rise up, you will not go down, but you will be made whole in the name of Jesus. The third point because of time. The third point to overcome delay is overcoming sin. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, Jesus said to him, He said, I want you to understand this because it is critical. Let me quote it to you. The Bible said, <laughs> Oh, you will love it. You will love it. You will love it. I don't know who you are, but He said to him, uh, In John chapter 5, give me the verse number 14. Then, the verse number four. And after Jesus found him in the temple, most of us we can find Jesus. It is Jesus who finds us. Hallelujah! And he said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. It's a sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. It is sin that will cause you to go through delay. I pray that there will be no sin that will cause you to walk in delay. In the name of Jesus. Every sin that causes you to walk in delay, you are going to overcome it in the name of Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, it said, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, let us show off everything that hinders and the sin. 
that so easily entangle us. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes. It goes back to the wall. To the eyes on Jesus. The pioneer, the perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the same. And sat down at the right hand side of the throne. The word entangle means to cause to become twisted together with or cause in. The word entangle means to involve somebody in difficulty or complicated circumstances from which it is difficult to escape. I pray today that whatever has entangled you that makes you feel like you can't escape, God is about to empower you to overcome it in the name of Jesus. I said you will overcome it in the name of Jesus. I said, whatever has entangled you, that makes you feel like you will not succeed. Whatever disappointment in your past, that makes you feel like you will not overcome. I pray in the name of Jesus, you will overcome whatever is pulling you down in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You have to overcome that sin. I remember there was a challenge, not a, it's not a sin, but there was something I was encountering in my life. There are things that were not going right in my life. I didn't like them. And especially when it comes to marriage, there were things that were happening, I didn't like them. But every now and then I, I see people talking about some things like, there is no marriage that is perfect. Every marriage has got something they are getting challenged with. Everybody has got something they are fighting with. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Until the Lord opened my eyes and said, this is a demonic thing they are saying. It is worse for everybody in this country. It is challenging for everybody in this country. People don't have enough money in their account. Somebody said to me, I haven't got enough money in my account. The only one I have is 10,000. I said, ah, what do you mean you don't have enough? So when somebody tells you I don't have enough, it is subjective. Your situation is not like my situation, but I promise you mine is comfortable than yours. Praise the Lord. So when people begin to tell you things are not alright, ask them the extensity of things are not alright. Praise the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13, Listen to this. It said, there has no temptation taking you. I'm talking to you and I. But such as it is common to man and woman. <laughs> but God is faithful. Look at this. God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted. Up, to be tempted above that ye are able number one so you don't have excuse number one number two but will with the temptation also make so it means that if this is a temptation he will not take it from you take it from me take it from me he will not take it from you but look at what you do with the temptation when you hold it he will make a way of escape so it means that he's not going to exempt you and cushion you from the temptation. But with the temptation, he will make a way of what? Escape. He is not going to take the temptation away from you. But he will make a way of what? Escape. That thou mayest be able. Look at what he said in the last part. That thou mayest be able to do what? 
Oh, be with me. Thou mayest be able to do all. Is he taking it from you? There are some things you need to go through. It is common with everybody. For your information, those who have forgotten, we made a pledge. January, February, March, we were supposed to deliver our pledge. If you have not, you have to do it. When I purpose to sow a seed towards the building project, I, I said it in my heart. I concluded and I went home and I started calculating. How will I pay this thing? I will balance here and cushion here and balance here. You think when we give to God, we don't feel it? When it gets to the time you have to feel it, you said to me, I don't want to feel it. If you don't want to feel it, you can't enjoy the pleasure that comes through it. When Isaac was being sacrificed, you think Abraham didn't feel it? When Jesus was going to the crowd, didn't he tell you, if he said, if it be possible, let this cup right. Do you talk? Are you thinking he didn't feel it? When it gets to your turn to feel it, you said, I don't want to feel it. You can't encounter what you have to encounter there. I like what the message translation said. It said, no test or temptation that comes to your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. Ah! He will never let you be punished past your limit. He will always be there to help you to go through it. He will not help you to exempt it. He will help you to go to go through it. You don't understand it. Because the man was considering his pain, I am not going to get up when he get well, you don't understand this. When you understand, the man got up, those who received their miracle, they had a deformity with their pain. They were struggling. You, you get, I have pain. I have pain in my leg. I can't get down time. And you have excuses from the beginning to the end. Why will people not jump ahead of you? Ah, you don't understand this. Pastor Simeon told you, by the time he came here to preach... He, he went for night and came all the way from during night time. He was moving around and working and preparing the message and drove two hours to come here. And he's standing here preaching and you are lying in your bed saying that you are tired. I, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, you don't understand this. There are times some shifts are difficult, but you have to purpose in your heart and say that I must try my best. There are things that will be painful. I am not saying they are not painful. I am not saying sometimes you will not. But when it becomes a lifestyle, you are in trouble. He was in pain. You can give that. He said he was there for 38 years. Was God not seeing the situation? He was in pain. He was in pain. If you understand how one can give their... 
I don't know how God feels in heaven. When he gave his only begotten son for us, and we keep on giving excuses why we can't do what he's asking of us. When he has given us the strength to endure, he has made provision for us to go through the pain. He said we have a high priest who is not exempted from our pain, but he has gone through the same pain we have gone through. And he is giving us the strength to go through what we ought to go through. Ah, I don't know what you know, but God is saying to somebody, it is time to overcome certain sin. I had a lady some time ago telling me that the reason why I sleep with a man is that if I don't sleep with him, he doesn't give me money. And if he doesn't give me money, I'll not be able to get food to eat. I promise you, there are people who didn't give excuse, went through it. The Bible said when they went through the bush, when they went through the furnace, that was doubled. When the king put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, you, you thought they were having it easy? They went into fire, but they didn't bother about what would happen to them. When it got to the time you will be put into the fire you said it will burn you therefore you deny Jesus how many times have you denied Jesus he said when you go through it I will be with you he said I will give you the capacity to endure it you don't understand it because of time let me just open your eyes on something in Jeremiah chapter 1 I thought it was only Moses that God wanted him to see something. I didn't know Jeremiah also went through. In Jeremiah chapter 1. Let's go to verse 9. Go to verse 9 straight. You can read the verse 1. Thank you Lord. Alright let's start from the 4. Don't worry 4. The word of the Lord came to me saying before I formed thee (laughs) in, in the womb I knew you. And before you were born I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet unto the nation. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. Excuses. You see excuses here. But the Lord said unto me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. He said, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. And I will rescue you and and declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hands and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my word in your mouth. Number one, look at this. Look look at it. Look at this. Verse number 10. He said, I have put my word in your word, in your mouth. He said, hey, Jeremiah, see. He said, I have put my word in your word, in your mouth. Jeremiah, see. You are not seeing what I'm seeing. You are not seeing what I want you to do. I have put my word in your mouth. Do what? See. The reason why you are not seeing the glory of God is that you can't see. He said, Jeremiah, I have put my word in your mouth. He said, what? I want you to see. He said, see today, I have appointed you over the nations and over the kingdom to uproot, to tear down and to destroy and to overthrow and to bind and to plant. Look at a man who is able to do all of this. But because he can't see it, he can't actualize it. You are underrating God in your life. He said, most of us, the word of the Lord has come to us, but we are not seeing it. We are seeing the pain of our situation. Look at it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Verse number 11. He said, Jeremiah, I told you to see. He said, what do you all see? He said, what do you see, Jeremiah? 
And he said, I see a branch of an almond tree. I reply, then the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. He said, Jeremiah, because your eyes can see, I'm ready. (laughs) You have not seen beyond your pain. Every time the pain comes, you don't allow the pain to come true. When a woman is pregnant and she doesn't allow the pain to sustain to the end for the baby to come, do you think she can endure the baby coming out? She bounces out out of the pain. She denies the baby from coming out. I prophesy upon your life. No amount of pain will cause you to give up on God. In the mighty name of Jesus. The man at the pool of Bethesda, the Bible said his pain was so painful that he kept on counting on men. He kept on denying man. He kept on denying God and capitalizing on God. I pray into the life of somebody. Today God is about to empower you. God is about to give you the strength to know who he has called you to be. To understand what he has called you to become. To overcome every kind of excuse in your life today maybe you don't have money in your account but don't say because of that I will not be able to do this if you have not got money in your account you have got life in your body and if you have life today then you have hope for tomorrow I am here to tell you maybe you don't have certain qualification but you don't have to give excuse rise up in the strength of God and say without with or without whatever God said he would do he would do it anyway I prophesy upon you that this year you will rise up whatever keeps you down is about to give way whatever pulls you down is about to allow you to rise I pray over your life that you will no more experience delay you are coming out come on shout I am coming out I don't know. The man said, I have no man. If you can see what the Lord has said, it shall come to pass. He said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Is there anybody ready to endure some pain and say, God, I am going through the pain because I am trusting you. Is a God. Some trust in tyrants, some trust in horses, but I've decided that to trust you. He said if you trust me, I will not disappoint you. I pray over your life. God is saying, I know you are lame. I know you are down. But I want you to rise. When I speak to you, I want you to rise. I don't know how long your situation has been. But if you can see it, you will walk into it. I prophesy upon your life that God is lifting you up. I said God is lifting you up in the year 2022 you will no more be weeping you will no more be crying you will no more be giving excuses in the name of Jesus God is able. Tell your neighbor, God is able. 
God is not able to just do it. He said, I'm able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can think or imagine. Come on, when you believe it, when you begin to see it, you begin to walk into it. Tell your neighbor, begin to see it. Come on, begin to see it. Come on, say to your neighbor, begin to see it. I was talking to somebody just this week, and, and, and the person was talking business with this person. I like talking business, so if you know business, talk to me about business. Amen? I was talking business about this one, and, and <laughs> he said, at the moment, the target I have, this person is getting, he said, before tax, listen, listen, let me say this before I forget. When you hear good things, Begin, don't jealous it. Like it. Bless the people who are enjoying it. And say, God, may I also enjoy it. You see the equation? <clears throat> I was talking to one, a lady. I'll come back to that. So I was talking to a lady. Get a communion, please. Let's, let's get a communion. I was talking to a lady who is around 20-something, living with a parent. And he went on a trip, I think, a few weeks ago. And came back to school. And he said, okay, okay. Let's get a communion ready. And, and when she came back from, a trip, from a, uh, a trip, her father paid for her parents paid for it. And she came back. A lot of thousands have been spent. And she came back. Immediately she came back. Dad, has, dad and mom are saying that they want, they want to go for another trip. And whilst they want to go for another trip, uh, they, they, they said, the girl, lady said, no, I'm busy. I want to do something before. I don't want to go for a trip. Parents said, because you have decided not to go for the trip, I've decided I want to give you some few thousands of pounds. Uh, you and your boyfriend get the money, go on a trip you want to go to. And he was, she was telling us about it. And, I, and immediately she left. Another lady who was sitting there said to me, she's being spoiled. I said, you are a liar. I am happy for her. Because I am happy for her, I am believing God for such an encounter. Be happy when you see people prospering. Tell your neighbor, be happy for them. This lady was talking to me. He said, I am making 2300 a week before that. I said, what is that? You are making 2300 a week. Really? Let me listen to it. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, the one who was telling me she made 3,000, 2,300. She also said, I know somebody who is making 5,000 something a week. I said, eh? Take me to that person too. <laughs> Hallelujah. I talk to a lot of business people. I talk, oh, <laughs> when it get to where I have to listen, I listen. Stand on your feet. Today, I have shared the mystery city of the word of God with you. If you don't rise up, nobody will pick you. <laughs> because everybody around you wants somebody to pick them. But today, you will pick yourself. The Bible said, when he broke the bread, their eyes were open. I pray today that your eyes will be open. Don't worry. The Bible said he took the bread and broke it. Today, you are moving from the level of seeing the bread. And to the level of breaking, seeing the bread broken. 
in the name of Jesus. Oh, you don't understand this. I went to the airport, eh? And when I, the last time I traveled was about four years ago, four or five years ago. When I came back, I hated flying economy. I hated it. Because I was standing there, and I heard that there is a pastor I know, that the sun was going, was coming to pass. He's coming, he's coming. Then by the time I read that, I was sitting down. Then he just walked past me with a small bag. Then he walked past me and went to another gate and they opened the door for him. He entered. I said, what is this? I said, God. Before I read that, there's another prophet in Canada I know who also came and he was holding his small bag and he went through and this. When he even got there, they did that and they did that. When I was coming, they said, wait, go there. Go there. I said, from today. God, whatever makes them qualify to go through that gate. God, let me go through. The devil lied to you and told you that we are all in the same plane. And what is the point? We all get there at the same time. You are lying to yourself. They are setting food when they pass by you in the economy. You can't reverse it to get it back. But first class... You can call them anytime. You don't understand this. I woke up this morning. I said, who can I? There are certain levels of blessing I can bless people. I'm looking for... And if I say it, you don't believe me. So I'm saying You know, there are some people who get up in the morning and say, who can I bless today? Have you been there before? You get some level of blessing and you ask yourself, who can I bless today? I went to a shop today and I saw a nice shoe. And I said, this shoe doesn't fit me. Who can qualify for this shoe? Have you been there before? You see something nice that doesn't fit you. And you are going to your mind. Who can I? Who? who? Me. Having get up in the morning sometime, God is saying, who can I show kindness to today? You want to pray today. That you are, your situation look pitiful. But it doesn't qualify you to be healed. You want to pray today. I want to see the bread broken. I want to know you. I want to understand you. Father, give me the strength. This pain is too excruciating. The Bible said that the pain was so strong. Jesus said, if it be possible. But when the angel came, I thought they were going to tell Jesus that God just sent us here to replace you so that you will come to heaven and you will not die. But the Bible said they strengthened him to go through the cross. You want to pray. That as I eat this bread and I drink this wine, Father, give me the strength to obey you that I will no more give excuses. The Bible said he took the bread and broke it. And the Bible said he thanked God. And he gave it to them to eat it. The Bible said he took the wine. And the Bible said he blessed it. And when he blessed it, he said, drink it. This is my body I'm sharing for you. He said, drink it. Then they drank it. I want to pray for somebody. As the bread is coming out, as the wine is coming out, you want to mention four things you are fed up with in your life. That you need God to erode some things in your life.
You want God to deliver you from those things. You want God to amplify some things in your life. You want God to resuscitate some things in your life. You want God to revive some things in your life. You want God to energize strength into your feeble knee. You want to pray today and say, Lord, I've been eating this wine and I've been eating this bread. Today, I want you to break it for me. I want you to let me actualize what heaven experiences when they eat this bread. Begin to pray. Somebody begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin